Little Rock Public Radio, this is the art scene. I'm Daniel Brain. Summer is here, and for a lot of kids, that means summer camp. But for young musicians, a different kind of camp is set to gear up in the next few weeks. The Faulkner Chamber Music Festival has been teaching young musicians here in Central Arkansas for 14 years. The festival's director, the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra's Jeffrey Robson, is our guest this week. He also gives us a preview of the Chamber Music Society of Little Rock's upcoming season, beginning with the Harlem Quartet's concert next September. Because we're talking about, in, in both instances today, chamber music, um, I think maybe it would be helpful to define what exactly is chamber music, because I think maybe I don't even fully understand it. I know maybe what it sounds like, but maybe not exactly what distinguishes it from just classical music in general or orchestral music. Chamber music is, I mean, it's a very widely encompassing term. Um, kind of derives from music that would be played in one's home, in one's chamber. And so it's typically, uh, these are small ensembles, like a quintessential chamber ensemble would be a string quartet. Um, a little bit more broadly, chamber music is defined as by, by many as um, ensemble music that is played without a conductor. So you'll hear of like chamber orchestra is usually a smaller, orchestra say that's you know that will perform certain um scale of of works without a conductor um so it's it's pretty broad um but you know in my teaching and and performing and of course putting together concerts for the chamber music society of little rock are one of the the oldest arts organizations in town as it as it happens to be um and of course for the symphony as well chamber music is is performances by small ensembles certainly i assume there's a lot of music written specifically for chamber orchestras but is that um speaking as a performer and someone who's involved in it do you find yourself a lot of time adapting things that were written for a large orchestra to fit with just four players more often than not, it kind of works the other way around. I mean, the string quartet is one of the fundamental combinations of instruments that all composers kind of hone their skills writing for, learn how, many composers throughout history and including today, kind of learn how to write for orchestral strings through studying the genre of the string quartets. And, um, and, and as a result, there's an incredibly rich and deep catalog of works for string quartets um, going back to, um, to, to Haydn and Mozart, the late 18th century really kind of um, set the bar for what the genre was going to be. And so it's kind of grown in parallel next to the symphony. And so your typical classical or romantic era string quartet also has four movements like your, like your symphony. Um, Beethoven has a catalog of, of, of such string quartets and, and it's continued through um, throughout history. And so uh, that's really one of, the, one of the staple type of ensembles, but of course there are also um, any combination from two players through eight, there are, there are innumerable works for, for all different, all different combinations. You mentioned the specific differences between an orchestra and a, a chamber music ensemble, but speaking as someone who's been on, I guess, both sides of the, the 
conductor's podium, like how does that end also a performer? How, how is it different for you? What, what is the, the feel for you in playing in a small ensemble as opposed to playing in or leading a, a huge orchestra? Honestly, it, it just feeds the musical soul. You know, it's it it um, playing your own parts in a in a string quartet or a piano trio or or slightly larger ensemble. You um, you just absolutely feel your role in creating the music and um, and you connect so intimately with the with the um, with your colleagues that you're making music with and you know you feel this collective connection to the to the composer and so you know which we'll be talking about a little bit later in the in the in the um in our conversation here but like the Faulkner Chamber Music Festival which is the summer um festival and and outreach program of the Chamber Music Society is one of the um, most inspiring times of the year for me, because not only are we passing along the art and history of making chamber music to students in central Arkansas, but also I get together with some of my favorite colleagues from around the country and and we, you know, it's our sort of annual um, annual music making get together. And so it's, it's truly um, one of the playing chamber music is to me one of the great greatest joys of being a musician and that festival will be coming up this summer but uh before we talk about that we'll speak about something that's happening after that the uh the new season of the the chamber music society of little rock you have uh four new offerings uh for us four new concerts stretching from september till april i'll start again with the, the same question i feel like i ask every time we speak is how how was the process of, of programming that how how long has it been uh since the chamber music society has even had a concert it has been <laughs> quite a minute i will say um we uh, we suspended all of our programming for this past season as um you know, as truthfully, chamber ensembles were not able to even get together. They weren't able to travel. They weren't able to rehearse, and and so really, there was a screeching halt put on um, the the performance elements of of chamber music society. So, the upcoming season, we're absolutely thrilled, obviously, to announce, and it includes some um, artists that have been rescheduled from you know, from, from this past year that were originally going to appear and, and, um, and we're all in all just really happy with, um, with the lineup that we, that we've got. The Chamber Music Society has an amazing history that I um, have, you know, continued to learn about as I've been involved with this, with this group. Um, Amazing history of bringing in just absolutely top tier, um, groups and and ensembles and you know i'm i'm proud to be able to help them continue that tradition here in the upcoming season yeah and i'm just curious how long have you been involved with the uh, the chamber music society i got involved with the chamber music society when the chamber music society became the parent organization for the Faulkner Chamber Music Festival. So I was, the Faulkner Chamber Music Festival was founded 14 years ago by two dear friends of mine who all the way, I mean, we've known each other since we were kids practically, um, who were in the Arkansas Symphony before 
I was, who saw this need to start a chamber music festival for students and, and also to get us back together to play, as I already talked about. Um, so I've been involved in that from the very beginning. Three, this will be the fourth year that the Chamber Music Society has been the parent organization now. Our boards merged, um, and that's when I got involved with Chamber Music Society. Just to get into the new season, you have uh, four new concerts, starting with the Harlem Quartet coming up in uh, September. I guess, what can you tell us about, about that group? The Harlem Quartet has been um, around for for nearly two decades. I think they're a really well-established, um, really established string quartet that um, are particularly noted for advancing um, diversity in classical music in all sorts of ways. They um, select really engaging repertoire. They work with composers. Um, uh, to you know, really kind of expand the audience for their for their music, and have had an incredibly successful career doing so. And so, it's going to be really neat to bring them to Little Rock for the for the first time to open our season on September twenty fifth. Um, that's um, that performance will be at the Ron Robinson Theater downtown, and there will be a you know that's right. Um, there's a lot going on artistically that time of year in, in, in Little Rock. And I think this will be a great way to bring things back. And moving on to the, the next concert year, going from a quartet to a trio, uh, trio Sedicento. I hope I'm saying that correctly, but um, I just, I, I don't know much about them, but I do remember that Rachel Barton Pine, the, the violinist has, has been here before she's returning. She's been here a few times. Um, she's been here as uh as part of the Chamber Music Society's season um, in the past. And she's also worked with a symphony youth orchestra members in a great residency a number of years ago. Uh, she's been a favorite with our audience. She, the audiences, she's incredibly engaging and, and, and um, exciting violinist. And I might add also that all of these touring ensembles that come um, to through Little Rock as part of our series also do educational outreach while they're here. So um, every one of these groups, every one of these artists um, we know are fabulous educators as well. It's an incredibly important part of being a musician. And so we have partnerships with a number of different schools and with the, even with the symphony as I'll tell you about a little bit um, when we get to the end of the season. And so we're thrilled to bring Rachel Barton Pine back. This particular ensemble is her, um, her Baroque trio. So she'll play um, Baroque violin. This is music that's, you know, predates Haydn and Mozart. It's the, um, um, music of the uh, 16th and 17th centuries and um, in early first half of the 18th century. And so she'll play a Baroque violin and um, and the cellist will play a Baroque cello. They're slightly different instruments. They sound different and, and their keyboardist um, plays piano and organ, but also primarily harpsichord for this. So they're known for really fiery and vigorous interpretations, reinterpretations of, of um, several hundred year old Baroque music. And, and I can't wait to hear them. It's been certainly since I've been involved, there hasn't been um, a Baroque music presentation. It's something that is, is not easy to get the opportunity to hear live. And she's one of the best. So that's going to be October 21st, and that will be at the incredibly 
um, acoustically pleasing Christchurch um, Episcopal Church on Scott Street downtown. Yeah, and that's also a very aesthetically pleasing place. I think maybe yes. a, a good setting for Baroque music to harken that's back exactly to that. What we were, yeah, that's exactly what we were thinking. Well, I did want to ask about the the final concert of the season, Jordan Back. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Bach. Also, Back, like mm -hmm. JS. All right, very like nice. Like JS without the. Yeah, yeah. can't have the. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, and yeah, and this is the you know we were talking about Rachel Barton Pine, but she is you know part of a trio, but this is truly just a soloist, uh, a, a violist, I guess. Is that what you He's mean? a violist, and we don't hear solo viola all that often. And so he will be coming with a pianist. So um, one of the, the, the kind of smallest, most intimate type of chamber music is usually with one instrument plus a piano. And, um, and Jordan Bach is, is becoming a, something of a superstar on the, on the viola. He's incredibly talented, great artist, incredibly charismatic, great uh, educator as well. And, um, and we're really excited to hear the music that he's going to bring. He's had a lot of works written for him. Um, he's got a fabulous career going. And so this, um, those who've been following us over the years and uh, will have, probably have noticed that we often have a, a solo artist who does a chamber music recital with piano to close our season because we've had for a number of years a partnership that I've been uh, working on with the Arkansas Symphony Youth Orchestra and and so as it so happens Jordan Bach will be um, here to perform with the Chamber Music Society but he'll be here for an entire week where he'll also rehearse give classes and then perform a concerto as guest artist soloist with the top level youth orchestra here in in Little Rock so it's always a fabulous week and um and so so he'll he'll be um he'll be our he'll be doing that as well and and so i i'm thrilled that we're able to keep that partnership going um as well as you know all of our partnerships with our with schools around um around the area too so um that's going to be really neat i i'm excited to hear what music he's going to play for sure because the the viola repertoire is is not quite as known of course as 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 so much of the violin repertoire and and really everyone um to you know the verona quartet it would um that they'll be performing in march before jordan bach comes um you know to say they're up and coming really doesn't do them justice like they have arrived they're one of the the um kind of premier new-ish quartets on the touring scene and they won um one of the biggest prizes awards you can win as a chamber ensemble the cleveland quartet award um just last year and and so they're they're at the top of their game and um appearing in all of the great venues around the world um and you know now that finally back to touring <laughs> and um and and we're excited to have them as well and you know, and I'm grateful to them, Verona Quartet, as well as to Jordan Bach for um, working with us to reschedule their appearances. This is the art scene from UA Little Rock Public Radio. I'm Daniel Breen. We're speaking with the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra's Jeffrey Robson. He's giving us a preview of the Chamber Music Society of Little Rock's upcoming concerts. 
And just ahead, we'll talk about the annual Faulkner Chamber Music Festival for young musicians. Save the dance for Dolly and Johnny. Good time to the band at the canyon door. I still have my life. Suck the drum inside. It's just that Sunday morning song. You've had a lot of emphasis, certainly, in your career and also in just talking today on education and sort of sharing these people who are at the top of their games, sharing their success and their expertise with uh, students here in, in central Arkansas. Um, yeah, I guess I would just ask, what, what do you th- hope that students get out of that? Is it just um, just technical skill, knowledge, things like that? Or, or what more can do you hope people get from that? You know, it's, it's certainly technical expertise, knowledge, just being in the in the same room with such expertise, I think, for students is a is um, is a unique experience when you're a young violinist, when you're a young musician, and you get to see what leadership is like. You get to see um, they get to hear stories from you know this um, how they got from where they you know, came from to where they are. And, and we, it's a, um, it's a diverse slate of artists that we're bringing this year. And I think it's important to see for young musicians here in, in central Arkansas, who are of course a diverse bunch to see that there is diversity in music in this field and, and that we're, you know, and, and so it's certainly our goal to actively promote, promote that. And just to, you know, just to hear them play up close. You know, it's it's a you can play recordings. You can have you can watch these uh, um, these folks play on you you know concerts on YouTube. Um, but when you're in literally your school orchestra classroom and they're sitting six feet in front of you playing their you know incredibly beautiful instruments, I mean, it's it, you can't compare that sound experience to anything else. And and um, Certainly, as you know, growing up, some of the most formative memories for me as a young musician were some of the experiences like this that I had. And um, I think any professional musician will tell you that um, part of being a professional musician is being an educator. Not only do you learn more about how to do your own stuff, you know, you always get better at doing something by explaining how to do it to someone else. But you know, playing 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 music is is an oral tradition more than anything else. Um, of course, there are books on it. Of course, there are you know um, documented methods. But it's it's a um, it's truly a trade that is passed down generation to generation by example and by just physically showing how it's done and so um so you know the the chamber music society as is the symphony is is 100 deeply committed to um doing its part to bring the world's greatest talent into the into the same room with our kids in the you know in the in the in the schools here in little rock right and i do want to to get to the Chamber Music Festival, which will be um, certainly a, a big effort to to educate kids like that in in that tradition. But I was curious, as you as a young musician, did you ever have an experience like that where you were kind of 
starstruck by a, a famous musician and uh, who sort of had a one-on-one with you, like a masterclass or um, taught you anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, <laughs> um, you know, well, I didn't really have the opportunity to have groups like this, like come to my school and kind of hear them, hear them play. Um, I was, you know, I, my, my parents did take me to a handful of, of concerts that I, that I found really influential, but as I was getting into my teenage years, um, um, I did have the chance to play in a few master classes um, with, with, you know, I remember when I was like, um, um, when I was 12 or 13, I played for, for Scott Yu and, and also uh, Corey Sarovsek. I remember they sort of in, in relative back-to-back, they were both came through the town the, the same year. And I just mostly remember being terrified, but also those are former formative experiences um, for sure. So, um, and, and yeah, the, the um, master classes, you know, are, are a, vener- a venerable tradition in, in, um, in classical music where it kind of combines a private lesson with a public performance. And so there's a live audience and you perform and then you receive feedback and direct coaching in front of that audience. So the people in the audience learn, you learn, you get performance experience, you get a private lesson and um, and voila, masterclass. There you go. Well, for the uh, Faulkner Chamber Music Festival, I guess, will, will that be sort of like a mix of masterclasses, but also working with an ensemble and sort of, I mean, if it's if it's anything like any, any music festival that I've ever been to, it's like a, you start with a piece, maybe you've already learned a little bit of it, you've been studying it before you got there, but you basically like take a week and learn a piece in an ensemble and then it culminates in a big performance. That's the, certainly the gist of it. So, you know, the Faulkner Chamber Music Festival started as a, as a way to kind of pass our love of playing chamber music on to the next generation. And, and so this will be the 14th year that this has been, um, not including the one that got canceled last summer, um, that this has been going on. And the crux of the, the central activity of the festival is what we call coaching. And so these are not, um, so there are master classes as well where we all get together and we also invite the public and, and basically have coaching for each other. But there's a, um, there's a very tight knit group of faculty who all uh, rotate throughout the week coaching all of the different uh, students ensembles. And so each student is actually in two different groups. And so they are, they do get this music about a month ahead of time and, um, and are expected to prepare it to the best of their ability to be ready to play because you don't, um, you don't learn music in rehearsal. <laughs> you, you, you rehearse it together. You learn to, to play it together, you know, and you have to know your part to enable to do that. And so over the course of the week, these students learn how to listen they learn how to lead. Um, they hear the different perspectives on the same music from the different coaches. They also get to see the coaches, the faculty rehearse with each other. And so they learn um, firsthand what professional collegiality looks like um, because the faculty are basically there doing the same thing that the students are just at their you know level. And, 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 and um, there are two 
faculty uh, performances, which are really fantastic chamber music concerts open to the public. Um, those will be Tuesday, July 27th, um, as well as in the second one is Friday, July 30th. Your people who follow classical music in around Little Rock will recognize a bunch of the names uh, who will be performing as FCMF faculty. Also go to Faulkner Chamber Music festival.com to um to read about those programs and about the artists that will be performing um and then the festival culminates on sunday august 1st for the final events of the of the festival which is the student recital so it's it's a fabulous time i look forward to it every year and it's uh, something that over the years has proven to be a transformational experience for the students who attend uh, and 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 so we're thrilled to be able to get back to it. And so this is, will be our first year. We have a um, this will be our first year at Charts, the beautiful arts facility um, at on campus at U of A Pulaski Tech over in North Little Rock, which is uh, actually just a it's about an eight minute hop from downtown Little Rock. So it's it, so it's very close, and it's a amazing facility and so we're excited for and grateful for them to be our hosts this year yeah and just because you've been involved with this since the get-go how would you aside from location and, and people and faculty maybe how, how do you think it's changed over the years what what what's what's new this year that hasn't been in the past it's a good question you know it's grown um but i um and the faculty has has evolved, but the core of the faculty um, has been, un, you know, some of the faculty have, has been unchanged from the very beginning. Um, um, the founders of the festival will hopefully be back this this summer for for part of it, um, and you know, certainly the music that we play has has evolved. We've really um, worked to try and develop a wide broader knowledge of the repertoire so we're so we're of course playing Beethoven but we're of course playing a lot more than that as well um but you know honestly the core mission the core activities have stayed remarkably consistent because we really uh feel like it's a winning formula to be honest <laughs> so it's a it's a it's a great little great little festival in camp and I think you touched a little bit on it, but I do just want to uh, give you the opportunity again to answer, like what, or to you know, pitch this to people. You know, don't go to regular summer camp; go to this. Like, what, what do you hope uh, students take away from this experience after all is said and done? What, what I notice, what I've noticed of our students who are alums, and and then going back to, you know, going back to school a couple of weeks after that, playing in the youth orchestra, and 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 just carrying on uh, with their lives is they truly develop friendships that last throughout their the rest of their time in high school and beyond I mean there are there are um, there are students from the very beginning who are still connected to each other uh, because of the chamber music that they made at, at Faulkner Chamber Music Festival also um, it's a it's a huge it gives a huge boost to their their confidence as young musicians and young leaders um, learning the fundamentals of 
how to lead each other, how to speak to each other in a constructive um, constructive way about music is, is um, an incredibly valuable skill that also carries spills over to other fields as well. And so certainly, you know, this is, um, I would, by no means is this, is this the only great camp out there. I mean, there are many, many others. There are other chamber music camps, of course, you know, um, this is the only one in this area. So, you know, it's a, it's a compliment to you have your private lessons, you have your orchestra, you have, you know, a, your marching band, you have so your solo stuff and your large ensemble stuff, this is right there in the middle. And um, and it's the it's the ensemble music where you truly learn how to be in charge of your own artistry and music making. That was Jeffrey Robson, interim artistic director and associate conductor with the Arkansas Symphony Orchestra. The Chamber Music Society of Little Rock's new season begins with the Harlem Quartet September 25th at 7.30 p.m. at the Cal's Ron Robinson Theater in downtown Little Rock. And that's our show for this week. Please tune in next week at the same time. I'm Daniel Breen, and The Art Scene is a presentation of UA Little Rock Public Radio.